Legal Monday on The Viewpoint. The producers gave me gave me uh, an article uh, for this conversation we're going to have now, and I, I wanted to read it to you, but I was just reading through it again now, and it it hurts it hurts me deep, deep, deep inside. And I was debating now while that was on and listening to Eldrin whether I should read this or not because it this this angers me when I see this. Right? It, it made me angry about this young mother at uh, a hospital, Sebokeng. She's in Sebokeng, uh, the Sebokeng Regional Hospital. And that hospital has become synonymous with maternity and medical negligence. So our conversation today is, are you entitled to sue a doctor or a hospital should a medical procedure go wrong or there's a misdiagnosis? And when you read this story, you think, sue, I was going to use a bad word. It's after nine, I can use a bad word. Sue the living pants out of them. Because it's just rubbish that this is allowed to happen. And they'll start a committee, and the committee will do an inquiry, and somebody will be slapped over the wrist. But if you go to the government, whoever runs Sebo King Regional Hospital, and say, you owe this mother millions of rand that you will pay before the end of the year, that will make them think again, I feel. I don't know the answer. Can we do that in South Africa? It's definitely done in America. Litigious. Take you to court. I'm going to sue you. Let's find out. With the director at Mojapelo Attorneys, Tepo Mojapelo joins us. Tepo, thank you very much for joining us. Are we allowed to? Good. Are we allowed to sue a doctor if there's malpractice? Good evening. Good evening. I hope you can hear me. Can go ahead. Audible, yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Good evening to all your listeners. The short answer is yes, yes, yes. You definitely can sue a doctor, a medical practitioner, a nurse, whoever it is that is administering any sort of health care to you in an institution. Um, you can sue the doctor directly or you can sue um, the, the, the hospital itself um, in those instances. So the short answer is yes. Okay. Yes. What are we suing them for? So if we start at the beginning, the beginning, um, the relationship between a doctor and a patient is one that is created first and foremost by a contract. It's a contractual obligation where me as the patient, I go in and the doctor accepts to treat me. And as a result, they even enter into that um, contract where they have a duty né, to provide me with um, the the skill and the care that a reasonable medical practitioner would apply in the circumstances. So that's where the contract comes in. Now, um, when we talk about the hospital and also even the state department, that duty is now created because of that contractual duty created by me, the patient, and the doctor. The relationship with the hospital and also the state comes in by way of what we call a vicarious liability where because I am there and these people are acting as if they were the state acting, mm. that's where my link to the state now comes in, where I then can elect, do I sue the doctor, do I sue the hospital, do I sue the state? Okay, well, but did you, did you answer, what do you sue them for? You sue them for malpractice. Okay, so you sue them for the negligence. So remember the contract is yes. that breach for you to exercise or rather the medical practitioner 
to exercise the skill and care that a reasonable medical practitioner okay. would apply in the circumstances. So you are now suing them for that breach that they have done for whatever um, process that they have done, and you sue them for damages that arise as a result of that breach of contract. All right, negligence and damages are the two things that I recognize from watching enough CSI, all right, and, and, and lawyer programs. Uh, is, does this, can I ask, when I, when I watch these American court cases, it's in the, the millions of dollars. Can I ask for millions of rand? And I want to give an example. This, this lady who was forced to give birth by herself after nurses refused to help her on the eve of youth day. Can she sue for millions? She definitely can. Um, and that always depends. You know, the lawyer answer is always, it depends on the circumstances. <laughs> right. you know? um, it always depends. I will say that because now, depending on the circumstances around the death of her baby, um, we have to look at what measures did the hospital take or the nursing staff at that point. Were they doing regular checkups on her? Mm. When this um, event occurred, when was the last recorded um check up on her because when you uh, I, I gave birth recently and when you're in the hospital they give you you know the doctors and the nurses would do those regular checks mm. on you and your fetal the heart rate and everything just to make sure that everything is going okay so they do that in interval now depending on when the last time they checked her um, and checked her fetal heart rate as well to check was the baby breathing, was everything fine, when did the emergency situation come into place, you know. Um, all of those circumstances will lead to the um, amount of negligence mm. or okay. that we can apportion to them as a result of those actions or omissions that they did or failed to do. All right. Plenty more questions. Tepo Majopelo is the director of Majopelo Attorneys. We're going to continue this conversation after this. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. My guest, director at Majopelo Attorneys, Tepo Majopelo, joins us. Are we entitled to sue a doctor or hospital should a medical procedure go wrong or misdiagnosis? The answer is yes. We've got that much. But now, what's the process? Do I not fill out a form, Tepo Majopelo, when I get to the hospital that says that they accept no responsibility whatsoever for any damages caused, blah, 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 uh, and I, I've signed away any possibility of suing them? Hello. Hi, Tepo. Can you did you hear the question? Please repeat the question for me. All right. Do I not sign away a waiver form when I get to a hospital that says that they accept no responsibility whatsoever? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Generally, that's the general practice um, where you will sign that consent form to say that um, you are consenting for um, you to be given medical um, attention and that um, should anything go wrong, that they're not responsible. That's generally what happens. But that does not preclude the hospital or the medical practitioner from exercising that degree of care and skill that is required by every medical practitioner. So even though we have signed such a document, if you can, um, obviously this is a court process mm. um, where we, we, we get a lawyer involved, we investigate the circumstances surrounding um, your your claim. And then if we at any point can see that this was a negligent act, that waiver form cannot um, protect the medical practitioner, the hospital, the state against any claim that you might have against them.
We're reading articles here, Tsepo, that the amount of money that is the, the government hospitals are currently being sued for outweighs mm. the amount of money they will make next year. That is correct. That, that's a bit of a problem, first of all. But secondly, will I get, if I do sue and I do get it in a judgment in my favor, will I even see anything? Here, the predicament that we have currently is exactly that. Um, in 2017, there was a bill or a call for comment um, based on directly these issues where there's a lot of medical malpractice claims coming against the institution. Brilliant. But they are unable to pay. To pay. Yes. Now, now what um, uh, last year, I tend to be correct, last year or early this year, there was a ju- judgment from the Eastern Cape High Court where the judges actually ordered that instead of that future um, maintenance, or, sorry, not maintenance, future um, damages. Mm. So usually the claim, part of the claim would be for past and also future um, expected medical expenses. Now what that judge did was that instead of paying the lump sum for the future medical expenses, they've actually then ordered the state and the institution to give um, this particular patient all the necessary um, surgeries and medical assistance needed to put them in a right space, you know? <laughs> so we are seeing a change also in the courts mm, where they right. realize that there's not enough money for that, then how about we then change it, um, legally speaking, when we then cater for whatever future medical needs of the patient are needed. Yeah, you can't bring back a dead baby, though. That's true. That's very true. That is very true. And in those instances, in, in her instance specifically, because her damage is more emotional, pain and suffering, um, there, there is no bringing back, there mm. is no restitution of that situation except for that um, damage claim that comes um, out, out of this claim. One of the problems we're experiencing as well, Tsepo, is that so much money is being spent on these damage claims that healthcare mm-hmm. is suffering because the money is not going to where the health is. It's going to paying for mistakes. You know, the problem that I see, and, and, and I, 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 I come across these instances so well, is that it's usually um, the government hospitals. They are understaffed. Um, they, there's not much in place to cater for uh, an emergency situation, you know, when you're already in that healthcare facility. And you see these cases coming up more and more only because, obviously, of that maladministration where um, there are no um, pills, you know, there's no uh, sufficient doctors. All of those, they come into play. And unfortunately for them, they now cannot come or, or they cannot bridge that gap between providing those medical supplies that are so urgently needed and also improving their staff to mm. make sure that they're not understaffed to be able to take care of the patient. So all of those play an effect and unfortunately it has seen the rise in the medical um, malpractice claims only because of that, that maladministration. It's not getting to the people, the medicine, the, the, the practitioners, it, 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 it's unsustainable, really. Yeah, the first thing you would think is nurses and doctors aren't doing their job, but it could be because they're just unable to do their job. They don't have, uh, they don't have the the stuff to be able to do it. They don't have the time to be able to do it. They've they've worked three days without having slept. It it it, it, it might be negligence on their part, but there's a bigger picture at play here. Yeah, 
there's a very much bigger picture at play. And again, I always come to the defense of the medical practitioners that are really in this, um, trying to do their best. But again, they're met with a system that is not working in their favor to be, mm. for them to be able to exercise that degree in care and skill. But also, on the other hand, I've also had experience with those very same medical practitioners that really could care, could not care less, mm. you know. And we see it in the way that they speak to you, the way that they speak to their patients. Um, you'd be attending, for example, I had um, a friend of mine that was in the Timbisa hospital. Um, they left scissors in her stomach, you know, mm. and just from me as a legal practitioner, me, I go to the to the um, to the clinic, and even just how they address you, it's it's very it's very bad. That like the attitude is very bad. So mm. I always come to the defense of those that are actually working, but there's also a very serious problem with the staff that is actually there because some of them really just don't give a damn. We're going to take another break, Tepo. I want to talk about the process one goes through. Uh, if you if there is some sort of negligence, how that system works, we're going to talk about that soon. Don't go away. You are listening to John Herica on the Station of the Year. All right, let's wrap this up with Tepo Majopelo. She's the director of Majopelo Attorneys. All right, Tepo. So I've experienced knock on wood um, the worst that could possibly happen. I've I've had some sort of malpractice at a hospital. What do I do, Tepo? All right, we seem to have lost Tepo. We'll try and get her back on the line. Director at Majapelo Attorneys. Um, the numbers are shocking. According to the former Gauteng MEC, uh, Gauteng Public Hospitals recorded 1,954 deaths due to negligence in 2022. Say that again one more time. 2,000 people in Gauteng alone died due to negligence in 2022. And it doesn't seem as if, yeah, and, and we're talking about, we're talking about the, the punishments. It doesn't seem as if the punishments are helping. Let's go to the calls. You can always give us a call. 86 is the number. Uh, we might have a voice note or two as well on 0614-104-107. Cassius in Bloom. Hi there, Cassius. I'm good on you, my brother. Fantastic. Thanks for asking. I would like to engage the expert on this issue, on the matter at hand today. All right, we're, we're I'm one of the I, I am one of the victims of this. I underwent the operation in 2009, mm-hmm. and it took me it took me five years to fight my case and win it. It was a big operation. Did did five five yeah. did it cost you five years worth of attorneys and things? To fight yes, to fight the case and win it. I first would like to speak about this complication that happened during the operation or after the operation. All right. We, we, we don't have the caller on the line. We're, we're struggling to get her on the line. Just give us quickly what, what, what you experienced and what was the court case like? Yes. A complication is when the doctor actually has done an operation on you and some other things never went well. Remember... A person is not like a, a, an engine of a car, yeah. whereby you take measurements. It's flesh that the doctor, a surgeon, does on you. Now, when after the operation, he closes the, 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 the wound, it's when he's completing the operation. So it's not like a car where you come up with the, with the measurements and say, this is that. Now, uh, 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 that complication can lead 
to, to, to negligence when after the operation the doctor doesn't do what he is expected to do. But it also starts with the line of, a, a line of treatment that the doctor has to do on you before he does the operation. I won my case simply because I went into the medical uh, 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 manuals and read about what the doctor should have done mm. to me when operated me. And, and this person, this lady who's talking about for the doctors. He's from the association of the doctors. He will always protect the doctors. No, 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 no. Don't, the council, no, don't get me wrong. Tepo, Tepo, no, no, no. Tepo, she's a director of Majapelo Attorneys. They, they, her job, oh, her job oh, is to protect okay, the consumer. Okay. Oh, oh, he's on my side. She's on my side. Yeah. He's fine. All right, Tepo, we need we need to continue the conversation with Tepo, but thank you very much for raising it. Uh, Tepo Majapelo, five years that, uh, uh, the, that the caller went through Five years, is that generally how long these kind of court cases take or is that, again, dependent on those factors you mentioned? It, it depends on the factors, but generally, from the time that a claim comes into our office, um, well, one, you've got three years from the date of that incident happening mm. for you to actually lodge your claim. Now, even if you do it within those three years, now you have to wait for expert evidence, like he said. Um, very correct, um, and I'm very happy that he actually won his case against mm. um, the medical practitioner because you have to get experts. You must remember now it's a war of um, what the reasonable medical practitioner in his state would have done in the same circumstances. Mm. So you now need an expert, another expert, to say in that circumstance what was the baseline of um, treatment or whatever it is, and they need to give that evidence. So yes, five years is definitely, um, it, it's not far-fetched for these matters to go um, five years, some even longer, um, the more complicated it is. Okay, so you, you were off the line when I asked the, the question at the beginning. So I've experienced some negligence. Do I phone you guys or an attorney's up and say, this is what's happened? Help me out, please. Definitely, you can. Um, if you have no knowledge at all about what needs to happen, um, then definitely come to our offices. The sooner, the better, because mm. like I said, you only have those three years mm. from the date that the incident occurred for you to actually lodge your claim against the medical practitioner and all of that. But we'll be able to take you through the steps. Is it the medical practitioner going for a disciplinary hearing? Is there actually merit in your case? Because just because you are saying that um, there was a negligence case. What can we prove on your medical records and also what um, a, a, an expert would say about that? So it's all of those things in play to determine whether or not your claim will, one, um, one you actually have a claim, and two, if it will be successful. Okay. The big thing with this, Tepo, is cost. I can't afford an attorney. Yeah. And the people that suffer this kind of negligence are the poorest of the poor. They're relying on government hospitals mm. because they can't afford anything. Mm. Uh, does does this going to cost tens of thousands of rand? This costs a hundred thousands of rand. Wow. So, <laughs> um, so, I, I won't lie. So why I bother? I will not lie. The... Sorry? Why bother? If I can't afford a hundred thousand rand, so I'm not going to bother and I'll just suck it up. So we have a lovely thing in South Africa called the Contingency Fees Agreement, where 
um, attorneys can work on your matter on a no-win, no-fee basis. So if we win the total claim that you have against the medical practitioner, the state, the hospital, mm. we then um, um, what's this, we can agree to take that 25%. 25% is the maximum that is allowed by law for us to take on any given claim that we action for you. Now, in those cases, it means that we carry all, all the costs of the medical um, experts there, the witness, all those things, issuing the summons, everything. Mm. We take care of it in our office with the aim that when we win um, or if we win, we'd be able to recover all those costs from that contingency that we charge you at the end of the matter. And you can only, if, if somebody says we're taking more than 25%, those attorneys are breaking the law. You can only take 25%. Yeah, definitely. You can only take 25%. You can only take 25% of the claimed amount. Uh, we got a couple. We got a couple of horrific stories from Fidel and Saints uh, Saint Nazi Jenkins listening in Johannesburg. When I hear these stories, and I'm sure you as an attorney get them all the time, you you go and investigate them. I guess you go and look at pieces of paper and and sign in logs and reports and things at that hospital for mm-hmm. each individual case. Definitely. We look at everything. So from the time, so part of the process when we request for your medical records, it's exactly to see that. So uh, case in point, that article about the lady, the Mm. first thing we would have checked obviously is when the rates or the fetal heart rates were being monitored, you know, the times, the intervals, what medication was being um, given to her, you know, what notes were being made on her medical file, all of those. We look at all of those just to try and get a holistic picture of what actually transpired on the day. Now, all of those alongside with uh, an opinion, because these are medical cases. So you also need that opinion of another doctor to Mm. say that, yes, this in this circumstance, this is what ought to have happened. All of those we collate, and this forms part of the evidence, basically, that we put before the court to prove your claim, that there was indeed negligence. Because if you cannot prove negligence mm. of the medical practitioner, you do not have a claim. Tepo, we got 40 seconds. Are these punitive damages, these damage claims, and when I say punitive, it's massive sometimes, are they working? Yeah. Or are, are things just remaining the same? And it's just, oh, well, there we go. We're just being sued again. We'll just pay the money now. I'm not seeing a decrease in the medical negligence uh, or medical malpractice claims going to court. Um, So I don't know what effect they have. What I do know is that they've got a big effect on on the state because now there's billions of rands being spent on these claims Mm. um, and payments of these claims um, as opposed to uh, what's the, the healthcare system or the providers getting better. Paul Majapello, thank you very much. Director at Majapello Attorneys. If you've experienced negligence, we could talk about this for days as well. Majapello Attorneys, uh, if you've experienced negligence, see if you can find yourself an attorney and, and get what is owed to you. Oliver Dixon is up next with Night Talk after the news at 10.